Well, hello everybody and welcome to another one of our podcasts. I am Jane and this is Biz Chats with Women in Small Business. And today it's really great to have the lovely Helen come on board. I met Helen, gosh, it might be a year ago now and Helen's very much part of our network groups and um, is doing amazing with her business called Neat Spaces. So it's great to have Helen on. Our subject today is all about not letting fear hold you back. So Helen has got a great subject to discuss around all of this. And without further ado, I'd just like to welcome you in, Helen. So thanks so much for coming in today. Please introduce yourself. Well, hi, Jane, and thanks for having me. So I'm Helen Pipabeski, and my business is Neat Spaces. I'm a professional organiser and a clutter consultant, and I set my business up about three and a half years ago. Great. And how did you do that? What 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 brought that about? Well, it's a bit of a long story. I think I grew up in a house that was tidy as you walked in the door, but the cupboards and some of the back rooms were very messy. And I kind of found that I didn't like living like that, but I didn't mm. really know how to go about changing it. And um, I tried various things over the years and nothing really seemed to stick. And then it was on a trip to the US and I found a book in a bookstore called um, Organising Plain and Simple by Donna Smallen. And that was about 10 or 11 years ago. And that was honestly my turning point. Wow. I read her book and it just really spoke to me. And I looked her up online and yeah found there was all sorts of things in america all sorts of things in england people offering the services as professional organizers and declutter consultants but it wasn't really a thing in new zealand and i think to be honest until murray kondo came along and just literally hit the world by storm that a lot of people didn't really know what it was especially in new zealand mm. i think the other thing is i had had the opportunity of living in london and doing the big oe like so many kiwis do and i had friends that introduced me to ikea um, a couple that i knew actually bought a flat that was 100 percent empty and they went to ikea and the kitchen just came as flat pack and mm. I think what I liked was that everything fitted and everything matched and everything was in its place. And they were not naturally tidy people themselves, but they made it work. And um, so a few things came into my life and obviously they just really talked to me and meant something to me. So that was really the start of my journey was was this book by Donna Smellon. Great. Getting somebody in to clear your clutter is a bit of a challenge because you feel like you want to clean your clutter up before they arrive. It's like a lot of people don't get a housekeeper because, you know, they want to feel like they have to clean it first. So how do you help people through that? Well, it is tricky. And I think that for me personally, I'm finding that if people can see me or people, are, you know, there's one or two um let's say stages of separation, that that people are very embarrassed. Mm. Uh, I think people are fear-based and people have this thing, I shouldn't be like this or I can do it myself. I think mm. a lot of people it's I can do it myself and they move things around and it's tidy for a while and then it all comes back. And that's something that professional mm. organisers can do is they can 
set you up with strategies or systems, particularly systems that can then work for the whole household mm. and everybody can can follow them. And so you don't have this situation that, you know, somebody organises and then in a week or a month later they're back to step one. Right. So that's that's something that we can do is we can set up systems for you. That sounds great because you actually just talked about me then. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I know I've got to get your book done. I think we'll start with the kitchen. Definitely got to start with the pantry. Anyone listening to this will, I know, relate because it is that sort of like, I should be able to do this. Definitely. And and I think that often the, well, the root cause of clutter really is that everything doesn't have a home. And once everything has a home, mm. It's very easy to return things to that home mm. and everybody can learn where that home is. But I think that the reality is we live in houses where there's things constantly coming in and they need to be put somewhere in the short term. And then often the problem is, is there's nowhere to move them on. Mm. And people have dumping zones in their home and that's another thing <laughs> that we'll work, work on is like, well, this is an obvious dumping zone. So let's come up with either some strategies or some systems mm. that we, you know, and it might just be a case of we put a whole row of hooks in. When everyone comes home from work or school or play, there's their hook and everything goes on their hook mm. as opposed to on the floor. And so yeah. some, of, some of what we offer is really simple and it's like anything, you know, quite often somebody's told you, you, maybe your mother told you, but then you hear it from someone else and it, it, it hits you and it sinks in. Mm. And I think that's probably often what we're doing. We're just telling you things that you already know, but because you hear it from someone else, mm -hmm. suddenly it just resonates with you and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Mm, interesting. And I know we were going to talk a bit about um, yourself and the journey to there, and, and this talk is around... Um, uh, the fears that can hold us back. So do you want to elaborate a little bit on why we thought we'd come up with this one today? Okay, well, the first one was, do you tend to compare yourself to others? And I'd say I used to. I used to be quite bad at comparison. Mm -hmm. But once I stopped doing that, I, I learned to shine. I came out from under my rock and I realised that we've all got different journeys we all see things from different angles and really why compare yourself because you're not that person and they're not you. Um, so that was the first thing was just learning not to compare yourself to others. You're on your journey and you just stick to your journey and you let yourself shine mm. and you will attract people to you that are like you. They, they like, you know, the way that, that you're shining mm. and they're the ones that you can concentrate on. Um, the second point was, are you underestimating your skills and potential? And I think that was something that I am denied about starting my business. And I think that um, as women, we're quite bad at this. Mm. Um, it's the comparison again. And you think, oh, you know, can I do this? And honestly just get out there and do it because once you start doing it you just realize that you are good at it and even if you start broad and you focus yourself down um just it, but it is hard getting out there but it is definitely worth it right 
I think for me, um, networking was one of the best things I could do. I mean, yes, it's hard. You, you get yourself along there and you don't know people. Mm-hmm. But there are different networking groups. There's some that you pay for. There's other networking groups that um, they just gather, say, once a month. And But what I found was the more I went... I started seeing the same people and then that just makes it easier because there's a familiar face and you go up and you say, oh, hi, you were at such and such. And some of the networking groups I go to are women only and I find that they have quite a different vibe and a different feel to the mixed gender. But I wouldn't just go to one or to the other because I find that I get value from both. Mm -hmm. But I think... With the women-only ones that I go to, there is like a bit of a nurturing and a nourishing side to it. And sometimes it's just you feel you can speak up about women-centric things Mm. um, because everybody's like either in the same boat or they know somebody in the same boat or they're, oh, I'm so glad you brought this up because I'm not quite there yet, but, hey, I I might be. So... um, do you view challenges as opportunities for growth or do you let them discourage you? Um, and this is something else. I think that with a little bit of confidence and a little bit of time under your belt that you just, well, you know everybody in business is going to have challenges and you just you just have to use them as opportunities for growth. Um, mm. And I think sometimes you have to, just eat humble pie. And the best advice I got from women who are further along the road than me have just said, learn, just learn. If something goes wrong, you're learning from it. You know, mm. pick yourself up, dust yourself off and carry on because we've all fallen over and had to dust ourselves off mm. and we've all carried on. And so, um, you know, they, they can be scary at first and, if you don't know how to solve it, reach out. I mean, there's just so many people that have got skills and I found particularly women, you know, they're so happy to help you. They're so happy to share. Hmm. And sometimes if they're not the right one, they'll say, hang on a minute, I'll I'll find out for you or I'll get you a name, phone number. And so just keep going forward and just enjoy the ride. I mean, um, this is, you're doing what you want to do because it just brings out passion in you and mm. just just stick with it. Um, I think I probably didn't say at the start how with my business, my business is, is three and a half years old mm. and I put that date down to the day that I joined the IP, IOPO, which is the Institute of Professional Organisers, it's based in Australia, but that was the day I think that I signed up with them that I thought this is real, you know, I mm. really have a business. So prior to that, I had had some paying customers. Mm. I think I had been a little bit, oh, you know, do I really know what I'm doing? This is a bit of a scary place, setting up my own business. Mm. Um, I, I just think, yeah, find a line in the sand where that's the start day of your business and then mm. just, just move forward. I think if you've got something tangible like a shop, then you do have a start date because that's the date that you opened your door. But for something like mine that was a service industry, started off small and has grown and grown, you you just need to find something that you'll, you'll start date and celebrate that. Mm. So our next point is 
how can you silence your inner critic and replace negative self-talk with constructive encouragement? I was very hard on myself. Um, and one of the reasons that I was struggling with actually starting my own business was I had very bad um, inner self-talk and negative self-talk. Again, this woman crossed paths with me and I was like, I need to talk to that woman and um, found out exactly what services she offered and I went and saw her for a few sessions mm -hmm. and that absolutely turned me around. She just gave me strategies. She gave me um, so many ways to get rid of my blockages, mm. to, to to actually understand what my blockages were, to then work at releasing my blockages. And then um, when I had this negative self-talk, how to deal with it. And so I would say if you are struggling with any of that, no shame, just go and see a professional and um, it's amazing what they can do. I just knew I had to see someone and as I said, I really believe this woman and I, our paths were meant to cross. The next point, have you set clear and achievable goals for your business? How can you break down larger goals into smaller manageable steps? And I would say that, yeah, you really need to get your goals. And once again, when you start off, they, they might be, be really large, but you just need to keep a close eye on what's working for you, what's not working for you. And the other thing is once you've got them written down, you can either tick next to them or you can tweak them. But if you haven't got things written down, you've got nothing to measure against. And I know this is something that I was probably told several times before I actually did it and in a way that works for me now. Get your goals and, and it's the most exciting and uplifting thing when you actually achieve a goal and you can tick it off. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and the other half to that is, yes, we can have some of our goals and they're really quite large and you might be thinking, why am I not getting to that goal? Why am I not achieving that goal? Mm. And it's because it's too big and broad, but once you start breaking it down and, and give yourself um, specific dates or times to have it done by, and then if you haven't achieved it by that time, well, then you just say, mm, well, okay, why didn't I? Set some new dates and times and work towards it again because life happens mm. and things won't happen in a beautiful straight line mm. we'd love it if it did yeah <laughs> life's all wiggly and squiggly as we all know it so is. it's just trying to get that wiggly squiggly back into a straight line as best you can yeah and that's certainly where you're going to help us <laughs> oh, yes. with yeah. the other part of our lives like the the accumulation of things around us um yeah, that's really great. And sort of finish off on this little chat, how would you rate yourself as far as personal growth that you've achieved from from when you first started to now? Yeah, what did you learn the most? Oh, it's it's been huge. I think the biggest thing is putting yourself out there and mm. um, just getting yourself out and about amongst people. And I think you do that in the way that works best for you. Like for some people, it's going to be social media and that's where your 
business is going to thrive. I find for mine, it's a very personal job that I do. I'm in people's houses. I'm working with people. I'm working with their belongings. Mm. And so I think for me, what seems to have worked is actually being known and and people saying, oh, you're the lady that does such and such or someone Mm. can vouch for you and say, oh, yes, I know who you know, she'll be fine Mm. because... You know, as you said before, you know, people like to tidy up before the cleaner comes Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I have to say to people, please don't touch anything because I really need to get an idea of of what the problem is. Mm. I think, too, more with what I do, people are more happy to just leave it as it is and say, this is it, what can you do? Mm. Um, So, and there's a lot to what I can do. As I said, it's setting up the sustainable systems. Mm. And that might be setting up storage systems or... Um, sometimes it's moving furniture around Mm. because the flow of the house just does not work and Mm. you move the furniture and suddenly the flow is so much Mm. better. Um, I, I declutter and that's some of these skills are, you know, these are all learned skills. I think Mm. a lot of people think they can do them, but you have to kind of learn what you're doing, um, sorting. And for some people it's, just allowing themselves to let things go. You know, Mm. there's a lot of guilt with getting rid of some stuff or, you know, this was a gift, therefore I must keep it forever. (laughs) And that's things that we will address. Um, The other thing is actually just starting on your decluttering journey and keeping it small but being consistent. Mm. So even if it just starts at 10 minutes a day or half an hour a week, Mm. but you do half an hour every week, you know, it's it really is consistency when when it comes to um, decluttering mm. and uh, downsizing is another area that I've found that I've been expanding into mm-hmm. and really enjoying that, um, especially with older people because yeah. they have got a lifetime of belongings quite often and mm. it's very very emotional. Um, so that's that's an area that I'm I'm really finding that I'm I'm blossoming in, mm-hmm. and then deceased estate assistance. Once again, if someone sadly's passed away and the family have got limitations in how they can deal with it, then I can offer services in that area as well. Mm. That's amazing, eh? So from where you started off, could you have envisaged, or did you envisage where you are now? You know, did you know what it was going to look like in the future? I, I've i probably been surprised at where some of my clients have come from and what they've wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. I think I had in my mind I'd be doing, um, say, a lot of pantries and a lot of wardrobes. Mm. And, and But every job is different. And I think I thought that over time, you know, there'd be similarities. Mm. But... It's and I think that's what makes it so enjoyable. Mm. And everybody's own um, journey is is different, yeah. and everybody has different needs where they want your services. Mm. So no, I it has actually morphed quite differently from how I how I imagined. But it's um, mm. it's great, and I'm constantly learning. And the more I learn, the more I can share with my clients too. So that's what I'm really enjoying. That's really good. So if we were to say now, looking ahead in three more years down the track, where are we? 2023, so 2026, 
Where do you think you see yourself? <laughs> That's a big question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'd like to see myself with um, an employee or yeah. an assistant of some sort, so mm -hmm. that it wasn't just me going to jobs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I quite like the team aspect mm -hmm. of of working. Uh, so that's probably what I'm working towards is generating enough enough work so that you know the, the, I can have an employee um, working with me or working in a team. Great. And so if we go back to the beginning, the three and a half or more years ago, and we're talking around the fear that has come up at different times through the journey, but if you look from where you started to where you're potentially going to be, that's a vast amount of a journey and to sum up doing doing this despite the fear what do you think has been the attribute that you have that's actually got you to to do these things and to be able to future think i i think it was yeah just getting rid of that negative self-talk mm -hmm. and then that freed you up to really believe in yourself and then once you believe in yourself you it's much easier to get out there and socialise and talk to people. And I'm not I'm not saying being pushy and, and do the hard sell, but just, um, yeah, just being able to go into situations where you don't know anybody. You know, some of these networking breakfasts, I just couldn't have done that in the past. I would have found that too scary. Mm -hmm. But once you, you turn that around and then you find that, you know, so many people are in the same boat as you. So many people are there saying, oh my goodness, I'm here and I'm so scared. And, and you know, you, I, I find I'm reassuring people now. So I've gone mm. sort of from one side to the other. Yeah. You know, or I'll be seeing people and saying, look, you know, come along. I'll, I'll be there. You yeah. know, I'll keep an eye out for you. Yeah. And But as I said, the more networking you do, the more you just seem to bump into the same people. And, and as has happened with you, Jane, some of them actually turn into friends, mm. you know, um, people that you see regularly and then you find that you just, a friendship starts forming and that's just amazing. Yeah, that's great. And so if you were to look at, imagine if you hadn't conquered the fear, where would you be? Oh, well... <laughs> uh, not where I am now that's all I'd say and yeah. probably not enjoying life as much as I am now yeah. you know it just it frees you up so much yeah and that concludes our little session today so thanks again so much Helen it's been great to have this special time with you and to hear your journey and actually lots of little tips about what you actually do when you go and and work with uh, your clients which is going to be me next week because I've booked in with you so looking forward to that and everybody um, if there's any subject you would love to hear please uh, let me let me know and we've got more coming and go back and listen to the last um, episodes as well it's been great to connect with you and um, we look forward to continuing to build these great little chats with women in small business bye for now